I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of Crossing Soccer Borders, part of the DynamoTheory.com podcast network. Focus on the growth of CONCACAF soccer. I am Rudy. And I am Rodrigo. And we apologize for being a little late. You guys are used to seeing this episode on Tuesdays. I've had a heck of a week. I don't know about Rodrigo, but I know I mentioned yesterday or last episode that um, we were putting my house for sale. And this market, guys, is hot. I mean, when I say hot, I, we literally like kind of came into the realization of like doing it, kind of jumping on board, getting ready to sell the house, cleaned it out, literally put it Monday at 11 p.m. And on Tuesday, we had seven people go look at it and we got received 10 offers. And as of now, we already accepted an offer within a day. And so we're waiting to see um they did actually, Rodrigo, they actually went and did uh, the inspection on the house. So we'll see kind of how that goes. But man, super crazy week, super crazy two, three weeks for me, to be honest. But how are you doing, man? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. And yeah, congrats, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's official yet, but that sounds like a good deal for you guys. I'm happy for y'all. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a good week, long week here. Um, I'm actually going to be heading down to Houston this weekend, uh, Father's Day weekend. So I'll be seeing you guys. Cool, man. I wish the Dynamo would be playing so we can go check it out. I know my dad obviously won't make it uh, right. with his hip surgery and everything, but um, it would be cool. There's definitely like a game midweek on Wednesday. That'd be pretty cool to check out. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, are you just going to be here for the weekend, basically? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, we're, we're just going in tomorrow night and then coming back Sunday. Cool. Hey, uh, so man, plenty of soccer, right? Soccer all over the world, not just CONCACAF soccer. Um, you want to kind of hit it on basically the tournaments around the world and what's happening around? Just a general information? Go for it, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have soccer, like you said, everywhere right now. There's qualifiers, there's um, tournaments. Um, biggest tournament right now going on is the Euro Cup. Everybody has been keeping up with those games. Um, you know, here in the U.S. state side, they're all early games. So that, that's kind of challenging for some people to um, being able to watch that if you're working or this with other things. And then, you know, in the afternoon, you kind of get that Copa America, uh, a little bit lesser games, I guess, being played out throughout the week. Um, Euros every single day. But man, there's been some crazy matches. Um, you know, we had... Um, France versus Germany. That, that was actually a pretty good match if you get to watch it. It was kind of pretty, you know, back and forth. Um, France ended up taking that one, uh, one zero, with an own goal. So that was kind of interesting. But um, no, it's, it's been good. I've been enjoying the games. Um, mostly, I guess, watching the highlights and then a little bit of Copa America in the afternoon when I get home from work. Uh, but it's, it's been good. You know, sadly, I have not watched any of the uh, Copa America matches. I think they're just like in the middle of the day when I'm. Can't really watch 
anything on TV, but I have been trying to catch at least one or two games from the Euro. Just kind of have it like in the background or watching. I was watching, the one thing I was watching the other day was the uh, Slovakia against Poland. That was a pretty good one that I was watching. And also I watched a little bit of England, Croatia. Uh, and I'm hoping to catch the one tomorrow, the England-Scotland. I think that's going to be a good one. Um, oh, definitely. Just for yeah. the rivalry match type of um, environment. But bringing back to the neck of the woods, uh, CONCACAF, we don't have a tournament right now, but qualification is done for the final, uh, final third and final round of qualifiers. And it's pretty exciting that we see the group. Obviously, on, uh, we had in Salvador, Panama, and Canada uh, make it. And to this, I guess it's in an octagonal. It used to be the hexagonal. Um, but uh, so making that group, you have Canada, Honduras, El Salvador, United States, Panama, Costa Rica, Mexico, Jamaica. This is going to be really, really fun. Uh, for There's only three and a half spaces. Oof, it's going to be very tough. I think uh, we're going to probably see another crazy upset. Um, you know, kind of like how the U.S. Uh, did not qualify last year. I'm not saying it's going to be the U.S. or Mexico. But if you take any of those teams there. and uh, It could be. You never know. Yeah, it could be. Honestly, Mexico right. has been close in the past. Yeah. The U.S. Right. obviously, they got it. So was, was it in 2014 that the United States saved them? Is that when it was? Or 2010? See, that, that's what a lot of people like to say. I don't put it them they got saved by the U.S. Because Mexico did what they had to do, which was win. Right. And obviously the Panama. U.S., you know, they're not going to let themselves win. So it's kind of like... Well, and, and the, I think that would have the opposite them. direction went for the U.S. Because they, all they had to do was tie. And, and Honduras beat Mexico, which, you know... That I mean, none of lot of people saw happening, but Honduras but is a good team, and it's hard to play and, there. Yeah, and um, and Honduras was actually playing to try to qualify too. So you got to take that in mind. You know, these are teams that yes, they're maybe not at the level as like the U.S. and Mexico, but when you're trying to like you know go all out, you're gonna get that win. And they you know they beat Mexico, ended up qualifying for that last place, and that the um, um, what do you call it? That international playoff thing that they do. Right, and they ended up falling playoff. short against Australia uh, yep. last year. Yeah, I know. It was very tough because I think the team was finally starting to pick up. But it's not easy to go from Honduras and, and to Australia. It's a big trip. And I mean, obviously, Australia had to do the same thing. Uh, but Australia was able to, I think they tied in Honduras. And, and obviously, they ended up winning um, at home. But with that being said, and obviously we're 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 still a long way. There's what um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's 14 games to be played since it's a big round uh, round robin, I guess. Um, but Rodrigo, I'm gonna put you on the spot right away. Who do you think would be the you know the first four spots? They don't have to necessarily be in order. Just who uh, do you think are gonna be in the you know to, to have the chance to qualify to the World Cup? Oh man, I mean, this is gonna be tough. Um, if we're talking about who has the better like team on paper, yeah. Um, I mean, I think at this rate, you have to base it off paper, right? Yes and no, I guess because like, okay, so we're going in. You know, we're not trying to get ahead of ourselves here, but you know, we're going into Qatar World Cup here. But then the next World Cup is gonna be hosted by the U.S., Canada, Mexico, which automatically qualifies. 
Right. And they're going to try to do one inner confederation play for one more spot. Right. Which that's going to leave Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Panama, Jamaica. Like this team, this could be their last World Cup they can get before, you know, eight years. Yeah, that's true. So that, that puts it a really tough spot. You know, you don't want those teams, obviously, you know, for especially for CONCACAF soccer. If you don't make this World Cup, you're falling behind a lot. Um, so I think it's going to be, you know, really competitive. I, I, you know, off the top of my head, I just want to, well, I guess not top of my head, but um, I think the, the teams that would make it, I can definitely see Costa Rica fighting for a spot there. Mexico, the U.S., you, you have to. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be hard. And I want to go with Canada, but Honduras has been playing really well too. Right. But El Salvador at the same time, you know, they kind of showed a little bit more in this, um, the, the play-in that they had. So I don't know. It's really going to be tough. I mean, <laughs> this Congo Cup thing, the setup, I honestly, I think now it looks more fair um, on paper than in the past. Because, I mean, you even have Jamaica. They have top players playing in, you know, and... Um, I think, you know, one big factor there's going to be, in my humbled opinion, uh, when it comes to a lot of the teams such as, like, say, like the United States, right, Uh, or Jamaica even, a lot of those players don't play in CONCACAF region. Uh, You know, they play in Europe, they play in very good teams in Europe, very good leagues, and they don't have to feel like, you know, I think the playing, what levels the playing field in CONCACAF often is the playing field themselves, right? You know, they go into really... I don't want to say crummy, but they go into some stadiums that are, you know, so far. Um, the fields are probably tore apart. Uh, they're not the nicest fields. And as a professional player, I don't know if you're supposed to be, like, being a person that has to complain about it. But, I mean, that has been the case a few times. But even with some Mexican players, they always complain about how, like, oh, we go to Honduras and it's a mess, or we go to Salvador and it's a mess. But that's how those but, super teams are able to have, like, some kind of playing field. Um, and, yeah, I mean... And that has been in the past. And I think watching this last few games from Honduras, El Salvador, obviously gets a little bit more competitive. But yeah, like like in the past, I know Honduras or El Salvador, they've left their grass pretty long on purpose because they know it slows down the play. Um, you know, just whatever, I guess, the standard should be just a little bit, you know, I guess to the max of what it could be. And that, that you know, obviously slows down a lot of players. I think, you know, there, there have been some games that I remember not CONCACAF, but other teams. I believe it was Barcelona, Madrid, or I don't know, somebody basically went out there and told the groundkeeper to, you know, if they can keep that grass a little bit higher so they can slow down Ronaldo. <laughs> so that's just kind of like one of those things that if it works for them, I'm sure it works over here. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I wouldn't say that if I'm taking the, you know, the four spots that could have an opportunity to make it, I would probably take Canada, Honduras, United States, and Mexico. That's what I, it'd be interesting. I mean, obviously, Costa Rica was in the World Cup last year. Panama was in the World Cup last year. Um, you know, there's Jamaica and Canada. It's been a long time since we've seen them. And Salvador, probably like since the, I think it's 82 World Cup. So it's been a while since a few of these guys, a few of these nations have made it. But, you know, time will tell. But let's, um, you know, this is still a while we have until, uh, I guess, September when they start up. Um, yep. But we do have the World Cup coming up shortly. 
and the gold tub. You know, I'm going to give like, a quick shout out. I think he does listen to us often. But uh, Christian from Cuatro Cuatro, I, I listened to a podcast and I, I told him I was jealous because he was able to get like a media badge uh, for the CONCACAF. So he's going to be able to go to those matches uh, and kind of cover them uh, using the media. And I was like, so, oh man, that's so cool. Because you know what I mean? You get a different perspective on the teams and you know, be able to ask the player stuff, which I think would be fantastic for what we do here. Talking about CONCACAF. So I'm going to see if I can still get in. We'll see how that goes um but you know it'd be kind of cool to, to be a part of that but um gold cut kips kicks off in july i think it's literally a month from now is it uh, the main competition i believe it is but we're gonna see the um i guess a play in for some spots right there's like what right three or back. four more teams to get in right right and uh so we'll go real quick there's uh there should be so there's four groups total. Uh, the first group is, has Mexico, Salvador, Curaçao, and whoever makes it out of the uh, preliminary, like preliminary match nine, which, cool that be? Uh, I did not even know yet. Okay, cool. Um, and then group B has United States, Canada, Martinique, who we talked about before, which is kind of surprising. They're not in a FIFA uh, tournament because they have been pretty good in the past. Um, and then another uh, team waiting to uh, find a place. Group C has Costa Rica, Jamaica, Suriname, which actually played very well. Sadly, they um, ended up losing and not making it to uh, round number three. And then group D has Honduras. Panama, Granada, and Qatar. And very good matches. I mean, uh, for Houston, BBA Stadium will see uh, the Group D action. And then for, I guess, for you, Rodrigo, let's see. I thought I saw. Yeah. It's going to be uh, group, you group, a. A group A. So you would get like Mexico, Salvador, all those good matches. Are you planning to go maybe? Or do you not care? Actually, I wanted to go to all three. They're all yeah. close by. Um, just, I'll just kind of pick one. My wife. I thought they were going to be at least that group it seems like they're not going to be um, like a double headers because they have Mexico playing in AT&T Stadium and then El Salvador Curaçao playing in Toyota Stadium which is kind of interesting but okay yeah everything is close by but yeah it's going to be in different stadiums I think it's going to be for the like Mexico pool more yeah than for sure the other, the other I, may be smaller I've noticed that there's also I guess a lot of El Salvadorian community here so I think they're trying to separate those as that's well. true that's true um and then uh when it comes to let me see just double check yeah so even uh for quarterfinals I guess the uh, Dallas area uh, there'll be two matches and then Houston would also see two matches which those are still not even you don't we don't even know who it would be um because they're split in between Austin and Houston I would love to see honestly even if the U.S. came to play I may want to watch them but uh like a U.S. Honduras or something like that would be fun to watch um or even Mexico definitely I need to keep an eye out so I can go to that match I went last uh gold cup and I think I mentioned in the past against uh Costa Rica versus Mexico and Ochoa saved us in PKs and we uh, kept going further and it was awesome so and it was actually pretty good because we got to see I think we got to see uh, Haiti play Canada which was another fantastic match so you know maybe Gold Cup and CONCACAF doesn't get as much love as other places I think you know they throws in the bag 
as in we're like um, what is it the uh, Asian uh, Confederation or even the what is it o o Oceanic Federation? Is it o Oceania? What is it? Oceania. Oceania. Yeah, there you go. And we know like that one. I, I feel bad for them because they only get they don't even get like if they win they don't they don't even make it to the World Cup. They have to play like a half game, so that kind of sucks for the World Cup. But yeah, so there's plenty of action, and we hope that uh, you guys keep uh, checking. Uh, we I try to make sure I, I run the Twitter account, and I it's definitely easier to run that than Instagram. So I try to post as much, um, um, what's it called, uh, as uh, polls. So that way you guys can, you know, we want to know what you guys think. Um, and I think the latest poll that I had was who you think was going to win um, the, the uh, final group for the World Cup for CONCACAF. And I'll probably do something similar for each group on the Gold Cup. And it'd be kind of fun to see everyone's perspective. There's so many. Yeah, there's definitely like a big Salvadorian uh, community in Texas. I thought it was mostly Houston, but yeah, you're right. Right. It's, it's kind of everywhere and so it's good to see that you know that really really tiny country because i think they have like maybe two million people or something like that it's ridiculous but uh with that being said hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Right now, you guys are obviously not going to be able to see this because I don't put my YouTube videos up. But Rodrigo and I are wearing the same hat. So we're going to talk a little Dynamo quickly um, and kind of segue to if you are from the Houston area or if you are from Texas. Well, I don't know about Texas. But if you're from Houston area and you don't have a team that you follow because, you know, maybe the team that you follow is in Mexico, Salvador, you know, you're a big, uh, I don't know, maybe Herediano, you know, Costa Rica fan. But make sure you check out um, Dynamo, the Houston Dynamo. They're a very good team. I mean, they, they, they try to be a good team. Lately, the last five, six years, they've kind of struggled to make playoffs and do something. But it's really fun to go watch live matches. I think Rodrigo's kind of getting the hang of it. He's definitely enjoying it more. Um, we still try to rep our, what we grew up uh, repping. But just a quick shout out. Uh, listen, you know, if you guys are listening on the feed on dynamotheory.com, make sure you check out 442. Uh, Christian does a very good job of talking. He talks a little bit of all soccer and then he does a uh, Houston local stuff and uh, obviously the Dynamo. So make sure you check him out and definitely check out dynamotheory.com for, uh, you know, the latest information, latest uh, transfer rumors. I know that uh, it looks like we're getting a left back coming up uh, from, I want to say Zimbabwe. Have you heard that, Rodrigo? I think it's yeah, the youngster. Teenage Habibi, I think his name is. And it seems like there's a rumor that uh, Christian Ramirez may be going to Scotland. Um, Rodrigo, 
you know, what are your thoughts on the Dynamo so far? Obviously, they've had a big break. And uh, what do you expect in the future? I, they play LF, LAFC this Saturday, late, late game. But yeah, man, what are your thoughts on it so far? Yeah, no, definitely going to be an interesting game. Um, I'm going to be down there, so hopefully we can catch it or get to watch it over there. Um, LAFC, obviously, they're not in the best rhythm as they've been at other season but the Dynamo actually has been stepping it up a lot um, you know they've been getting a little bit more dynamic in their play um, it's gonna be a good match um, I see um, and it's funny to say that because it, I, I heard that is it's gonna be the first I think sellout LAFC match you know in over a year which we all know that they have a very good you know stadium when it, when it comes to like the, the fans they rep for them and and what is it, 4242 or whatever their thing is called, their uh, their um, ultras or whatever. But uh, but yeah, no, it's gonna be a fun match. It's definitely a late match. So I may be asleep by then because I'm an old guy and 10 o'clock is tends to be late. Um, but no, but I'm gonna try to watch it. Um, the fun times, man. That's, the, <laughs> that's when the games get good. That's I know that's nine, true. 10. That's, that's when you get the good games. Yeah. Um, well, oh yeah, man. I I don't. You're right. Dynamo have been looking much better even obviously their last match was almost a month ago or three weeks ago against Sporting KC where they ended up losing 3-2 definitely the final sorry the final score definitely looks a little iffy uh the 3-2 because I feel like it was all KC but even in other matches uh Dynamo have showed that they can play with anyone um they just have to be consistent and um has there been any player that it kind of has impressed you this season, Rodrigo. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a new guy or somebody that's been there a couple seasons, but has anybody kind of just impressed you from the matches that you've been able to watch? So this is kind of be funny. Maybe if people listen back, um, when we talk to Christian, it's maybe a little bit contradicting or maybe not. Um, but a player that at first I saw, and because I watched him, you know, play live against Dallas. Uh, I was thinking like, man, this guy, he's not hes not the guy that we need. But in the last game, in the last few matches, um, Uruti, man, he actually has, I don't know, like if maybe there was just a fire, maybe he was trying to get more into, you know, into form. But man, he's actually been pretty good. Like it, it surprised me, you know, how well he's been playing the last few games. Um, I believe he's our top leader uh, scorer right now. Um, so he's in really good rhythm. Hopefully, you know, in this last three weeks, they've improved more. They've gotten more team chemistry, I would say. Um, or we'll, we'll see a little bit more That's coming from they, them in the attack. Because uh, before he went kind of like on a stretch of like, you know, being giving some assists and scoring. Uh, the the guys in the Dynamo Theory uh, chat that we have, like we we kind of talk about articles and I make fun of them because um, they're very nerdy with their stats. I mean, they go very in depth. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with the stat; it's very good. But we were gonna, I was working on an article that it never went anywhere, and the article was about Ruti, how he was just not a good player for us, how the only good stat he had was pressure, but his goal and shot you know shot ratio and stuff like that was just terrible and then the dude went on rampage like i think he scored like three straight games or like in three out of four games so yeah he's been on fire and you can definitely tell like you said he's playing with hard and i saw a picture they posted 
I think it was a Dynamo posted it. And he has a, a captain's arm man. So it looks like, you know, he's becoming a staple with the team. And especially if Christian Ramirez looks like it's going on the way out. I mean, there's uh, he he's not going to get benched if he continues how he's playing. But yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, I think if we can build up the midfield a little bit more um, as far as like, you know, giving better through balls or doing a little bit more, um, you know, breakaway passing for him um i think obviously i'll give me give him better opportunity um and you know talking about you know players that have impressed me um Derek jones you know he's a solid player physical guy um i know people are like oh you know he loses a ball kind of thing like that he's lost the ball but on mostly challenges so he hasn't really given up big mistakes and the thing i like about him he's physical and he basically goes all out with high pressure you know we i think we saw him what game was it um man it feels like such a long time ago now but there was a game where he i think you were at the game right um was it the kansas city game where he ended up winning the ball back playing it through to ruti and you know got that yeah, I think he ended up getting like men of the match, I think, if it's not someone else. But he played like that was probably his best game ever uh, as a pro. At least that's what they even mentioned. Uh, he just has a very good. He he definitely because I think because he's such a big dude, he looks like he has trouble like running and looks like he's like already tired like 30 minutes in. But the dude is solid. He just he's very poised. I think his position is very good. He does seem to have heavy feet, you know, like he's not like. But when the ball is at his feet, he does very well of shielding it and using his body. Because there's some big dudes that did not know how to use their body. Um, and he does a hell of a job doing that. Um, yeah, so the Dynamo, again, play Saturday, uh, June 19 at 10 p.m. Central. So, again, that's going to be, you know, by the time it's all over, it's going to be pretty much Sunday. And uh, then they play Portland on Wednesday. And then, again, Saturday against Rosa Lake. And it's going to keep going on like that. Well, you'll see a lot of, like, game, you know, three three games in eight in eight days yeah three games in eight days i'm um, kind of happening sadly because we do have players like uh darwin said uh and obviously probably most likely uh minor figaro and bonia garcia and even ari lasseter they'll probably miss a good chunk of july um because of the gold cup so mm, the good thing maybe is because they're not necessarily like starters for us but i think they do create a lot of depth I mean, those guys always tend to come in as a substitution, except for minor, minor stuff starter, obviously. Um, but, yeah, Rodrigo, you want to mention anything else, or we can go ahead and end it, man? All right, so big question. <laughs> we're talking MLS, we're talking Gold Cup. Um, as we all know, Javier Hernandez, Chicharito, has been top of the MLS right now, scoring goals. Does he get called up at the last-minute spot for the Gold Cup? I would. I would call him in a heartbeat because you don't have a striker. We talked about this on, you know, seeing Mexico play in the Nations League against uh, Costa Rica and against uh, the U.S., right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was thinking of there is, but um, But yeah, you just see the lack of... Right now, I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, are you know, is Tata Martino going to get fired? The U.S. 
beat them. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're like overthinking it. If you look at the Mexican squad, overall they have a good squad, but there's a lot of main pieces kind of missing. And the striker position that has been, you know, as of late, are probably one of our best positions. You know, you have Picharito, um, Javier Hernandez playing, you know, and Man U playing in Real Madrid, just kind of gathering minutes, even having like a healthy Giovanni Dos Santos, which that hasn't been the case in a while. And we all know Raul Jimenez, that was his, you know, spot, and sadly he's hurt. Um, but I think you need to bring back someone that is hot, like Javier Hernandez, Picharito would definitely um even if you don't put him as a starter i think he'll bump uh anytime he'll be on the field he's definitely like a magnet uh, to attract defenders in and out so yes to answer that question i would definitely bring chicharito in um i think carlos Vela's probably not gonna get called up especially because of injury or whatever and um kind of sad because uh that golden generation never seems to like click at full cylinder and when i refer to that i'm, I'm talking about like giovanni vela and chicharito it seemed like they were all kind of like in different forms at certain times but sadly that's kind of over and even though we do have um other wingers like um the, the gatito corona and you have irwin lozano chucky yeah it's just interesting but who do you think is gonna? Who who do you think is gonna win the gold cup altogether? <laughs> um, Mexico, of course, for me. You know, I gotta go with the home country. Uh, but now that, that's a good point with Chicharito. I mean, I know people have been obviously called call him old, all this stuff. But I think if he's in a good rhythm, he should be called up. I know that they're also trying to get uh, Funes Mori to join the team, uh, do the whole uh, naturalization for him. Um, and I think they have to do like an appeal because you played with Argentina at least one game. Or yeah, I was going to say in the up. past, I, I, I've been okay with it. Like when we had like DJ Franco play with us and Senia, but all those guys never played with their national team. So since Funes Mori played with their national team, that kind of bothers me because I do feel like it's kind of cheating. Um, and and I get it. I mean, he's been a big part of, I guess, the Mexican league. And um, I guess a lot of Mexicans, Monterrey fans, they really like him. But Give me I don't Gijac, know. I, man. I don't... Give me Gijac. <laughs> We're gonna go that way. I think anybody get the better guy. Um, I'm gonna tell say something real quick with that, and I completely I'm blanking. Oof. But I'm. Do you have anything else said? No. I mean, I, I just wanted to talk about the, you know, so the, I guess the Mexican squads. Um, a lot of you guys that do follow soccer a lot, uh, we know the Summer Olympics are coming up. Mexico's in it, U23. We had a lot of good players that actually played this Nations League um, Cup or finals that are young and that were in it. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they pull any players. I doubt it for the goal. You know, like I think they'll leave them for the Gold Cup. But I think that, that would just open up. You know, it would make sense to me if you do call up Chicharito at the, you know, his rhythm. But, nice. you know, I think they only have a couple of days before they make the decision and, you know, he has to start training with the team soon so yeah i completely forgot because you'll lose most likely you i think you're you're losing guillermo ochoa for sure to that squad i think they're he's gonna play in the summer olympics so you'll lose them for gold cup yeah that's kind of interesting i didn't even think about that i mean i know you have like a um a tuna but i think you have antuna you have yeah i mean you have a couple players you have carlos rodriguez that played 
for this. You know, there's a couple of key pieces that actually started. You know, you have um, Cordova, which I don't think he's even got any minutes lately. But, you know, you got young players that are good and that have been playing with the national team. So, or the, I guess. Well, what I, uh, I can see, I think, obviously, because the, the Olympics was supposed to be last year, I think they made this like a U24. So if you're 24 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. U20. I think it's U23. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, yeah, I think Ochoa doesn't call it, you know, I don't, I don't I think, think you're allowed to put any places. So right now what I see as like the primalim, preliminary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Ochoa. It's, uh, I saw it. And then Henry Martin, they're the only guys that I see there. Oh no. And Luis Romo are the three guys that I see over the age of 24. So will they say that way? I'm not sure. But um, that probably is going to be pretty similar. And yeah, I would love to see Chicharito. I mean, who doesn't love Chicharito? Chicharito is one of those players that he looks like not a goal scorer at all, but the dude finds a way to score a goal all the time. You know, you make get fun of like the dude looks like he trips, it hits him in the nose, and it goes in. And it's like, dude, it's a goal. It doesn't matter how you look at it. But I'm gonna go ahead and end this uh, for tonight. Uh, Hopefully, you know, you guys uh, weren't waiting on us for too long. I know that we do have some good listeners out there. Um, and again, we'll continue to talk CONCACAF soccer. I'm trying to get settled into the big house um, for now until uh, I move into my next home. But uh, yeah, reach out to us on our social medias at Crossing Soccer Borders. Uh, Rodrigo, what's your Twitter handle? Is it Rodrigo Segura 01? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, so reach out to Rodrigo. Uh, you know, follow him. He, he definitely keeps up with uh, a lot of the, like, Liverpool and European action. Um, lately, I've been kind of just staying with MLS, Little Liga Yankees, and obviously CONCACAF soccer. So make sure you follow us on those social media platforms. Definitely subscribe, like, comment, share. You know, do everything uh, that you can to continue uh, helping us grow. And in the near future, we will strive to uh, have uh, uh, interviews with more players. Hopefully I can finally get in touch with the Dynamo uh, people to uh, get a few interviews that I was planning to get. I'm just kind of haven't heard anything back. Um, but yeah, keep crossing soccer borders.